0: friends welcome back to small town big ministry with pastor Luke and Molly
1: hello hello
0: good to be back it's uh, one week before christmas eve yep. the friday uh, next friday's going to be christmas eve so brunch time we thought we could do a holiday special yes um talk a little bit about uh, what kind of ministry uh, we do specifically as a church uh between really Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas. And as we started kind of going through the list of the things that we do, um, it's actually quite a, a lot. Yeah, we do a lot. Um, and, you know, we say we do a lot. And uh, as a church body, mm-hmm. we do a lot. It's not all uh, staff. Uh, right. There's a lot of, of people. Uh, there are a lot of people who volunteer and, and pitch mm-hmm. in and do a lot of different things. And um, But uh, it's kind of exhausting even just thinking about yeah. all the stuff that happens. Um, years ago, I, I don't know if it was five, six years ago, uh, our associate pastor, Seth, had an idea to do a Thanksgiving meal on Thanksgiving Day uh, for those who didn't have a uh, family to go to or, or didn't have right. maybe the ability to, to make their own meal for whatever reason. So, um, and I remember, you know, him talking to me about that and I I thought it was kind of a cool idea, but I also thought, you know, for me personally, I didn't necessarily want to give up my Thanksgiving to, you know, do that. And so I was like, okay, if you want to, you know, serve a meal, then have at it and we'll figure out a way to to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And um, and, uh, actually what has happened in the last few years is that we have, as a family, served at that meal. And I really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. that. Um, I, I kind of prefer to serve, um, and then we end up going somewhere for mm-hmm. our own family, um, you know, later in the day or whatever. not a
1: huge time commitment for most of the volunteers. No,
0: since we're not organizing right. it, we're not in charge of it. Right. We can just go and serve for a couple hours in the morning mm-hmm. and, uh, and then go hit the road, you know, and be somewhere for um, Thanksgiving with our families since our families are all, you know, scattered around. Um, as a lot of people in ministry... Find they're mm-hmm. not uh, living near close family, right. so uh, we're actually fortunate enough to be within a couple hours of m- a lot of our family, mm-hmm. and so we can do some things with their families um, you know, pretty easily, yeah. you know, not too, it, too bad.
1: With the Thanksgiving meal ministry, um, they've had to adapt it the last two years over the pandemic, and it's kind of interesting to see that they could still have it, mm-hmm. but we just have had to change it a little bit.
0: I actually think it's been better the last 2 years the way we've been doing it than it was before because before what we were trying to do or or what what they were doing what we were doing I should say was having a mostly a meal sit down meal mm-hmm. in a large space for as many people that wanted to come and right. serve kind of a almost like a soup kitchen style. Yeah. It was a neutral dinner.
1: location at the mm-hmm. senior center here in Alito.
0: Right. Um, and then we would do some carryouts um, or deliveries, however mm-hmm. you want to say that, um, for some people. And now it's pickup um, and carryouts, or pickup and uh, Delivery, deliveries only. Yeah. So we don't do the the meals at uh, the the location where you can come and sit and eat. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there's some pros and cons to both, yeah. you know, those things. But um, it just seems like it really works well to. Um, have them come and and get them if they can, or if they can't, we'll deliver them. And uh, people are are blessed by that, and and not just people who receive meals, but I think everybody who serves, you know, finds a blessing in it. And it really is just a great um, outreach, and it really, I think, puts a positive spin on the ministry when Mm -hmm. when you do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, Um, I I don't know how many people we started out serving back and six years ago, but I know this year we are right around 200 meals and yeah. the local grocery store caters it. It's in the budget, right? Yep. To, uh, through just its own budget line item. Yeah, it's
0: half and half. So the, some of the hot stuff, you know, or most of the hot stuff is uh, made by a local grocery store. Um, so the turkey, ham, potatoes, stuffing, I think that's it. That's all made by the grocery store, and then we make all the other stuff ourselves and and then mm-hmm. serve it all together. So, I mean, it's a lot
1: of food. It's a big meal, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing I think is nice uh, when they were able to do the sit-down is if you truly are alone um, on the holidays, it gives you an opportunity to come out uh, instead of being isolated to be around people and, and right. share a meal with them. Yep. So that that is the one thing. I, too, kind of wonder if we're going to go back to that one day. But um, I, I don't know how many of those people we actually end up getting or if they were like, oh, we'll just pick it up or please have it delivered anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, because even the idea of coming to the Senior Center by yourself mm-hmm. and, and sitting down and having a meal, I mean, that's kind of a hard, you know, to think about just yeah. no, <laughs> showing up alone. So, but you're not alone. I mean, we, we have a lot of people that'll come and minister mm-hmm. to you and sit with you and, and eat and... So, I mean, it's yeah. So, but how
1: much is that, Pastor Luke?
0: How much does it cost? Yeah, like what
1: what is the expense when it's all said and done?
0: Man, I don't know exactly. Um, probably, you know, that's a good question for Seth. I I, I would imagine it's probably a thousand dollars out of our budget to oh, to, to do, th- that's to do that. That's not bad at all. No, I mean it, it's. I mean, you can't even imagine doing a meal like that um, for that amount of money. The way that we do. No, Uh, I thought you were
1: going to say two or three thousand.
0: You know what? I mean, I could be wrong. It might be two thousand, Um, you know, but I think. (laughs) Yeah, thanks a lot. No, but I mean, uh, it it really is affordable as far as that goes now. And that just depends on your church, I think, too, whether what you think is affordable Sure. for us. I think that that seems affordable to even if it were somewhere between a thousand and two thousand so let's just split the difference and say it, it cost us fifteen hundred dollars to do that um, you know that that's a, a, a donation people are giving money to your church to to do ministry mm-hmm. for the community yeah and I, I think that as an outreach or as a mission um, it's a great investment mm-hmm. um, so you know that uh, that amount doesn't seem to me like a no. Like a shocking thing. Like I would think most churches, even small churches, would look at that as, as a, mm-hmm. a very worthwhile um, expense sure. to bless the community, to, to you know, um, proclaim the name of Christ mm-hmm. and then give people, you know, something on a holiday where they need, you know, a little bit of extra
1: yeah, and I noticed that um, people are so thankful and grateful, and they usually get a lot of donations. We do not ask for donations. It's completely free. If people offer, we say, no, no, it's free. You know, it's a ministry, you know, mm-hmm. to the community, and uh, some people will, in, uh, you know, insist. And right. they, I mean, there's a lot of donations, I think, that do come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year they got a little, um, some donations, and it goes back into it.
0: Right. Yeah. It helps to offset it mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, people, you do find for things like this, people are very generous. Yeah. And, and if a church needed um, to maybe promote it in a way where they're going to offer the meal and donations are, you know, accepted mm-hmm. or, you know, however they would were to do that, I think they would find uh, they would have it paid for. Through I think donations. people feel
1: like almost better mm-hmm. by giving a little donation.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's just the kickoff to the holiday season. Mm-hmm. You know, in ministry, there's so much that happens between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so, we do uh, the
1: Operation Shoeboxes. A lot of
0: people do that. We do that. Um, we've been blessed in the last few years. Uh, this, I think, is our third year where we are actually a, a regional drop off, too, mm-hmm. um, where all the churches in the area and individuals can drop their mm-hmm. shoeboxes off here. And then we transport them to uh, the next level up where they, you know, get distributed Mm -hmm. to uh, wherever they're going to get on a plane or however that works. But um, so that's a a great thing, you know, but we also participate as a church by putting boxes together. So
1: we offset the expense of that um, fee that you put inside the box. Mm -hmm. You don't know. What the Operation um, Christmas Child is—is is that what it's called? OCC,
0: o- uh, yeah, Operation Christmas Child um, by Samaritan's Purse. Yeah,
1: they—they mm-hmm. they do. You um, can fill a shoebox with all kinds of fun things for kids. Um, I think it goes up to age fourteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can pick, you know, boy or girl, and the age that you want to um, shop for, and. You load that up, and then I think you put $9 in right now. It's supposed to be, yeah. Um, and our church always, um, like, it's part of our budget. We'll we The boxes that we fill, we just ask people to put $5 in, and then we offset mm-hmm. the extra four.
0: The church, I, and I think that probably most churches operate this way, where um, you collect the money, and then you write one mm-hmm. check to Samaritan's Purse. Right. So we just opted years ago. I think the women's ministry uh, decided they wanted to help with that. Expense because mm-hmm. you're filling a box, and so that could be, I don't know, up to twenty, thirty dollars yeah. to fill a box. Uh, depends what you put in it, right. and, um, But you know, you're and then you're giving uh, an up to nine dollars mm-hmm. to uh, send the box, you know, wherever it's gonna go in the world. So uh, we just subsidize it a little bit with our budget yeah. to make it a little easier on yeah. folks, and um, and and it also makes it a little bit more simple. So you're just putting a $5 bill in mm-hmm. there instead of, you know, putting, uh, you know, a $9 check or whatever you yeah, have to get all the change. It's a fun
1: thing to do, a nice family-friendly um, thing for well, a service project. It's
0: exciting, too, because I think people get their hands, you know, involved in actually feeling like they're ministering to people. and And people love to feel like they are actually doing some good to people who need help. I think that's where the, the generosity mm-hmm. comes in. You know, it, this is this is something that you actually really, you know that it's doing some something special um, for somebody who, who doesn't, I mean, some of these kids who get these boxes, they've never gotten a gift yeah. before in their life. Yeah. I mean, they are impoverished, they're orphans, some of um, them. They are, you know, they are truly blessed by some of these gifts that they get. So um, you feel like I'm actually part of something bigger when you're doing uh-huh. something like that.
1: I think it's really cool. I always go to the Revive Art Hearts with Nancy Liedemoss. Wilgermuth, I don't know how you say it. <laughs> sure it, it. <laughs> Just say it fast. Um, over in Minneapolis, and they always have uh, adults who, uh, you know, this – Particular ministry, they come up and they try to promote it, and they have adults who received these boxes when they were younger mm. and how it changed their life and how they came to the Lord, and they have a follow up ministry which I didn't know that until this year um, that everybody who receives a box they have a follow up where they receive a gospel and a track, and um, so they are they're getting them the good news, huh. which is really cool.
0: Wow, that's that's kind of almost it's like a follow up ministry more to the boxes, yeah. more encouraging to me, than um, then the promotions mm-hmm. they do to, to you know get people to do them to begin with. I, I would, think
1: it's a program that they do. Yeah. The kids come and they can sign up for mm-hmm. several weeks or whatever. So I'm like, that is cool.
0: I would love to hear more about that follow-up because I think more people would be, I think, encouraged to do it if mm-hmm. they knew just how... Because sometimes you you do things and you just don't know right what the result is. You, know, you, you do it because it seems like a good thing to do. But when you have confirmation yeah. about, you know, these things are effective or, you know, that, I mean, you have the personal experiences of I I was blessed by that and this is how it changed my life. Yeah, yeah there's an It'd option cool to, to
1: track your box and you can put your name and address and stuff in there if you want to become pen pals. And mm-hmm. um, I hear I do hear stories of people doing that. I it think has never played out for us like that. Well, <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I know just the boxes that we did f- through our church. I would say there's very few people that actually – are doing that part of it yeah yeah um, so but I mean we have a lot of people who sponsor children through Compassion International mm-hmm. or World Vision um, and are seeing those letters come in every yeah. month and all that so you have those kind of experiences but Operation Christmas Child is just one of those I think easy ways that a church can do an outreach. Um, we've had a lot of different things that we've done through the in the past. Uh, where we've we've always had some kind of outreach program for mm-hmm. children or people in need, and Operation Christmas Child is just one where it's easy. Mm-hmm. We we know what's happening with the gifts that are being given, and you know we have good confidence and good yeah. response. So yeah. we just keep doing that one. Um, but there's there's a lot, and maybe you can do something in your own community. Maybe your community has something going on to help families in need. Uh, but uh, that's been one that we've kept doing what are, what are some other things that we've done Ma? that
1: well we do the nursing home um do, is that are they like baskets that they're giving the nursing home folks here in mm-hmm. mercer county yeah
0: they we um take a collection we're actually doing that one with a lot of the churches in mercer county uh for some reason um our church became the collection or the um the, the point of of Organizing, mm-hmm. I don't know. We we collect it all here, but all churches are invited to collect. We contribute, you know, yeah. Contribute. They collect in their own churches. Uh, they have a box of you know um, mm-hmm. things that they'll they'll grab um, or invite people to you know to bring. I don't know what it is. Slippers and and
1: uh, hard candies and lotion. Yeah, all kinds of different blankets, things. Just tissues, just yeah, things, all kinds of yeah. stuff for nursing search, home residents. Yeah.
0: Um, but then w- they come here on a specific day and put it all together mm-hmm. into their particular packages, and distribute it to the nursing homes. We have two nursing homes in Alito, so um, I don't know. I think all the residents. So I
1: think that's amazing, and I think it's really cool that the churches are doing that collectively mm-hmm. together.
0: So w- this this just happened last week where they put all those bags together, and it was um, more. Uh, gifts I think this year than than in any year in the past probably by by double I mean it was a lot yeah Um, and that's just another thing that somebody you know took it upon themselves to start Mm -hmm. they promoted it and uh, a lot of the churches participate and it gets distributed and it all happens you know by volunteers
1: and I love it that um, you know some of these folks in the nursing home they don't have family Mm -hmm. anymore anybody who's visiting them um, from outside the nursing home. And this is just a really cool way to bless them and say, you know, we're thinking about you, and it's personal and special, mm-hmm. and I love that. Also, uh, do the deacons do the um, shut-in, um, the basket, the Christmas baskets mm-hmm. for those who are – are I don't know what we call that. Do we call that the shut-in ministry? The shut-in
0: ministry, yeah. I mean, for as long as I've been here, the deacon board has – done a ministry where every Christmas um, put together a, a fruit plate or, or some kind of a gift basket of some kind for mm-hmm. those who are, you know, who don't get out mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. And so, um, you know, we put together a list of, of the people that in our church body who are um, shut in for whatever reason. Uh, some of them are in nursing homes. Some of them are in like an assisted living situation. Some are just at home mm-hmm. uh, but are maybe no longer driving or yeah. need assistance or whatever the case may be. And so um, we just put those names together, and the deacons mm-hmm. will um, distribute some fruit baskets to them, bless them with that, mm-hmm. and just let them know that we're, st- we're thinking of them. Because, yeah. um, you know, you have a, always a lot of people who, um, who can't, uh, you know, do the normal stuff that they, they used to. And uh, right. th- they need a little bit of help to – Maybe be encouraged through the holidays. Yeah, I know, mean the holidays so are hard yeah. for for a lot of people. Um, you
1: can feel so isolated. I think
0: last year you you actually did something I think was probably um, pretty unique, and I don't know if you you saw the idea somewhere else and stole it, but <laughs> but it was really powerful. I think. Why would you the, think I would do that? Because uh, <laughs> I know how that's. 90% of ministry is just stealing <laughs> somebody else's idea. I do visit Pinterest a lot. <laughs> but, you know, the, the Christmas ornaments for people who've lost a loved one, um, you know, that's personalized. Yeah. And then then because there are so many people who have a relative who passed and, and maybe, you know, it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. think of everyone, then you just have uh, all the, the uh, ornaments for anyone to take one. Yeah. Um, that we just had a, a tree up in the san- – or not in the sanctuary, but in the foyer of mm-hmm. our church – And invited people to grab one. um, But we had specifically um, made personalized ornaments for the people who's lost, uh, especially a spouse. And then I don't know where. And we maybe had a couple others for uh, a parent or somebody close, you know, a child or something like that. And I I just thought that was pretty cool um, to really reach out to people, you know, who are hurting during the holidays.
1: Yeah, I, I think that idea really um, evolved from the fact that for several years, um, I like to put ornaments, like personalized ornaments on for our volunteers who okay. are working with the kids mm-hmm. ministry and the youth ministry. Um, and then as I was looking at ideas for ornaments for that, I saw the idea for like memory ornaments on Pinterest, I'm and, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, oh, that would be really cool to, to minister to people that way. Because I think it was last year where there was a lot – of loss um, and it was just kind of a way to really minister to our families and there was a really great response to that.
0: Last year um, being 2020 Mm -hmm. okay so it wasn't just that we had a lot of loss which you know there was um, it was that people weren't able to grieve the way they normally could you know and funerals were different Mm -hmm. um, you know I had several funerals that were graveside only, yeah. um, even this year, there's been several like that, where yeah. it's just graveside and no, you know, formal, you mm-hmm. know, funeral service. And um, it's hard when people don't get that closure that they normally, you know, and, and here's the thing, a lot of people don't realize it, because um, when they're grieving like this for somebody close to them, it's the first time. It's, they don't, It's not like they have a, a history or, or mm-hmm. experience with how this stuff works. Yeah. You know, whenever I'm talking to folks about you know, funeral service, you know, I've been through this 150 times. Mm-hmm. They haven't. They've been through it, you know, this is their first time. Yeah. And so they're usually in shock. They have to plan a funeral, you know, uh, under the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just happened yesterday and now they're planning a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the the whole idea of how this grieving process works is kind of mysterious for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when we did that, the ornament, you know, uh, the in memory of somebody who's passed away, I think that was particularly timely. You know, it was really needed, mm-hmm. and I think um, you know, that's something that, that you couldn't have planned on, you know, a year b- mm-hmm. before. Like, uh, it was just like this This is what needed to happen yeah. to help uh, some people who were really hurting.
1: Well, also um, something neat that happened this year is they had a grief share for the holidays, mm-hmm. which is a little, like, Pre-planned kit, right? Right. Curriculum that a leader, you know, buys and facilitates. And it's just kind of a one time, like one and a half hour or two hour meeting. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really neat.
0: For for people who don't know, grief share is a kind of a small group study. And uh, you walk through some videos, I don't know exactly, I think it's a 13 week or 14 week, um, usually. Session that that they do, and it's a workbook. And mm-hmm. so, a leader, um, usually somebody who has been through grief share before, been through the, the study, uh, will then lead it. Um, and walking just through that whole process of right. grieving and, and how it all works. And so, um, yeah, they did offer this year a, a different um, model, or at least a, a new opportunity mm-hmm. to just have a one time video and study just to get through the holidays and so yeah I thought that was pretty neat and and we had uh, a couple in our church who'd led grief share before who were able and willing to uh, lead that that evening so um, yeah and and things like that where you know uh, when you have people who are passionate about different things Mm -hmm. then you're able to let them you know shine in their different gifts and and uh, take on different Ministries or, or events or opportunities, and mm-hmm. you can have you know some a lot of different things happen mm-hmm. so that you don't just have one staff person or one pastor c- trying to you know you can't make everything it happen, all, yeah, yeah, it, it's it becomes kind of impossible.
1: But if you work together as a team and there's people are willing to step up and do some of the legwork and the leadership, then you can do so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many people came out to that 15 ish.
0: I don't know. I didn't get the,
1: yeah, the I think it numbers. Was I, everybody right
0: that now. signed up came, I think, except for maybe one person. I think that there were other people that came that didn't sign up, too. So I think it, it ended up being pretty well attended. But yeah. I didn't get the actual numbers. And then we do, you know, the stuff that everybody else, everybody does, which is Christmas programs. Yeah, fun um, stuff. And, yeah, the parties and all that stuff. And so, uh, but here's the thing. We had our Christmas program last week. And I'd love um, to tell the
1: tale. I didn't <laughs> think I would.
0: Yeah, I know. We were all kind of concerned about <laughs> We had a couple of rough practices. Sanity. <laughs> um but no, it was <laughs> it was really good. And um this year we did something different that we don't normally do. Mm-hmm. Whenever we do a Christmas program or any kind of special thing, we try to duplicate it at both services. Mm-hmm. But because it's this was kids and all kids. Event, you know, mm-hmm. where they're performing and everything else. Our eight o'clock crowd are, is is not heavily young families. Okay, it's it's n- that we don't have a lot of kids at the eight o'clock service. Mm-hmm. So this year we did a normal eight o'clock worship service, uh, preaching and you know mm-hmm. singing all that. And then the ten fifteen was uh, the Christmas program with the kids. And so we, people had options. They could do both if they wanted to, but they had the option. And uh, what we find, and what I've found for many years, is that whenever we do something that is um, kid-oriented, like a, we've done different things with Christmas program, Easter programs, mm-hmm. um, uh, wrap-up for Kids Club, you know, Wednesday night right. on a Sunday morning program, uh, whatever it might be, VBS program, mm-hmm. those are our highest attended Sundays. Um, we get a lot of visitors we get a lot of grandparents and Mm -hmm. uh families that come to watch their kids perform where they they wouldn't come uh, you know normally right um i mean this so our peak our highest attended weeks are those weeks um so it is um pretty valuable and important to have you know those kinds of events and even though they are a lot of work You know to to understand like we're gonna have a lot of people come to this you you can plan a lot of things and hope that people will Mm -hmm. come um, but when you do something like that where the kids are performing um, and you've been working with them and they're going to be on stage you're going to get a lot of new people yeah Um, so you need to you know uh, be willing to whatever pay the price (laughs) (laughs) sacrifice, whatever you got to do to make some of that stuff happen. Yeah,
1: go on a vacation next week. (laughs) Right.
0: But it took a lot of preparation. I mean, you guys were working on it from October.
1: Yeah, we basically took our our Sunday morning kiddos um, for Sunday school and kids' worship, and we wrote a script. We used Go Fish Christmas music, and um, it actually turned out really well. The kids did a good job. I was Mm -hmm. really proud of them. And um, I am going to kind of piggyback off of that particular program for Easter. And so we'll like time together. So we had um, like a radio show, is what it was. The program was based on. We had a couple kids back there who were the radio host. And um, then we had a little girl who pretended to be me. She was dressed like me and um, Pastor Molly. And she was bringing the First Baptist Church kids' choir. Um, to the radio, to the studio, to perform. And so Easter, I'd like to see us do that. Maybe simplify it just a little more. Um, do the radio host. I don't know how you would. Time. Just don't say that. We're going to simplify <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, li- I think that when it was all said and done, I think it was worth it. It was mm-hmm. really cool to see uh, the crowd out there, you know, support the kids. and
0: Yeah. I amazing. mean, I got a lot of people – just, uh, you know, saying how great it was, and they were really impressed, and it was, you know, a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. mean, you just, you had a lot of positive response from that, and um, and it's hard. I mean, you want to do a good program, um, but it's, it's not easy to pull that off. Yeah, you well, got the
1: kids have to cooperate, too, and mm-hmm. the perfect balance. So, like, we're celebrating with our Christmas parties in Sunday school this week. And I'm like, guys, you guys did such a good job. We're going to, like, take the next couple weeks, and we're just going to celebrate. So we'll do Sunday school Christmas parties this Sunday, and then the following Sunday, the day after Christmas, we're going to do a Christmas party and kids worship. So reward them a little bit for that hard work.
0: Sure. Well, and so, you know, a couple of things we haven't even talked about yet is Christmas Eve. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Christmas Eve service, and we have we've always had a Christmas mm-hmm. Eve service. A lot of churches do in our community. Uh, I would say the majority of churches have a Christmas Eve service, kind of our cultural yeah. thing, mm-hmm. uh, where where we came from. We didn't have a Christmas Eve service, um, the last church that we served, um, but it, it's bec- it is a big event. I mean, it's a big um, service. People are, are a very you know traditionally. Um, led to come to a Christmas Eve service. Yeah, and the
1: church that y- we were at for s- six or seven years in Lindsborg, Kansas, they had a ULATA service, which was like 6 or 6.30 in the morning on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which as a teenager, I did not appreciate
0: yeah, that. That's <laughs> but it was cool. It has got to be something unique to yeah. Lindsborg. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems weird to me. but. I mean, we, we have Christmas, uh, morning services when Christmas falls on Sunday, Mm -hmm. which I mean, some churches, I guess, cancel, uh, on those, Mm -hmm. um, those years when Christmas falls on Sunday, it'll fall on Sunday next year. Yeah. Um, but you know, in a way I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's kind of a neat opportunity to have, I mean, you're going to have low attendance. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, but it is a great opportunity to worship on Christmas day with Mm -hmm. your church family, um, but uh, this year, what we're doing a little bit different is we're, we're because Christmas falls on Saturday, um, and, and what we always find is that the, any Sunday after the Christmas Eve service is a lower attended service, mm-hmm. okay? But this is going to be Friday night, Christmas Eve service, Saturday is Christmas, and then Sunday we're going to have worship. Um, Sunday was, we know Sunday will be a little bit lower worship attendance than mm-hmm. normal. Um, but we're going to take the opportunity to celebrate the year. Um, and so we've combined our services. We've canceled Sunday school, and we're gonna have one service, and we're gonna have donuts and coffee for everybody, um, just to celebrate mm-hmm. what what has happened. Um, we're putting together a video, like a five minute video of like the highlights of the year. Wow. And we'll talk about what God's done throughout the year That's at First Great. Baptist. and and we're going to make a special event out of it. That's great. Um, and so, you know, whether or not we'll have, you know, high attendance, I don't, we, I don't think we'll have high attendance, but it's going to be a, a really meaningful mm-hmm. um, service. And so you, you kind of try to think creatively through some of those mm-hmm. things to what would be, you know, um, really most meaningful. Um, but those are some of the things that you just can't take for granted. You, you have to try to think through how all these things work together. One
1: thing I really appreciate about uh, being on, you know, in a church that has uh, multiple staff members is a lot of times someone will have an idea and then we'll all kind of start just talking about it. And then it it will become a better idea because, Mm -hmm. oh, we should do this. Or what about this? And, you know, it's just kind of everybody's ideas kind of smushed together. And we do a lot of that kind of behind the scenes (laughs) in the the secretary's office just chit-chatting about these ty- kinds of things. It's nice to bounce those ideas off of people. We
0: stew about a lot of this stuff. You know, would people be okay with this or that? Would yeah. they like, you know, would they accept it if we, you know, we we had this big question about the combined service. You know, would people uh, be okay if we canceled or if we um, combined, not really canceled, mm-hmm. but combined, or if we just canceled Sunday school and still had the services? And what do you, you know, and we discussed that kind of stuff amongst ourselves. We even put out a little poll right. among our Sunday school teachers just to see where they were at, mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of landed on this idea. Um, but I think it's, it is um, it is it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it, it may be something we start doing every year mm-hmm. uh, where we kind of take that last Sunday of the year and just celebrate the mm-hmm. year um, in, a, in a unique and special way and, and make a highlight out of yeah. it instead of... What it ends up being is kind of a forgotten Sunday, you know, where as a pastor, as a lead or senior pastor, a lot of times after a Christmas Eve service and, you know, that last Sunday of the year, a lot of times I'll try to take off Mm -hmm. um, and just relax and and we'll bring in another speaker Mm -hmm. or have, you know, our associate pastor preach or something. And, you know, I think that uh, it tends to be kind of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, it's not going to be a great Sunday. There's a few Sundays through the year that are kind of like that where yeah. you're like, eh, you know, it's not going to be well attended because it's a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. you know, Labor Day weekend. We're going to, so what we did for a while was we made Labor Day weekend into a special weekend. We had praise in the park on Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, you know, people being gone, uh, they tried to come to Alito, mm-hmm. you know, because we we're going to have something special. Yeah. Um, and I think that you can kind of redeem some things like that, mm-hmm. um, where you do special things instead of just kind of discount it as well. Yeah. It's not going to be that great.
1: I liked over the last year or two, especially. Uh, it was challenging trying to adapt some of what we were doing, mm-hmm. and uh, what came up out of it was almost better ministry. Like we we're gonna like keep some of the changes that we had to had to do, but we're right. like, hey, that's that actually worked really well. We're gonna keep doing it that way and. I think it's kind of cool how God works in that.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, so you know, redeem the the time that you got, mm-hmm. and uh, and every time you have an opportunity to do something special, um, do it. You know, I think yeah. that that uh, will always add to your ministry. Mm-hmm. When when you're taking something that's already happening and then incorporating it into something meaningful for mm-hmm. your people, um, they're gonna appreciate that, and uh, I think your ministry will grow. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's kind of the holiday special, what we do through the holidays. Or is there anything else that uh, we do that we missed? I mean, one thing that we missed or, you know, this is something traditional, but uh, Advent. And I'll just uh, say we don't always make a big deal out of mm-hmm. Advent. In fact, <laughs> I had somebody in a class, a couple people actually in my Sunday school class last week, ask me what Advent was, like they didn't even know um, well, what they Advent just was?
1: Haven't been to kids worship them. Well, we're yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Advent in there.
0: It's you know some churches make a bigger deal out of it than others. Mm-hmm. You know the the four, you know the candle lighting uh, before Christmas and then you know Christmas Eve mm-hmm. you light the Christ candle and you, you know a lot of churches and they'll have the reading and have the prayer and mm-hmm. have the, the lighting and they'll do the whole theme. I, and I, here's why I don't always do it. You know, sometimes we. You know, we'll do a big deal out of it. Sometimes we'll just light the candle and not really do much with it other than just like the candles up on the stage. Mm -hmm. We light it. Um, It's because every year, okay, I've been preaching for 20 years. Every year um, for four or five weeks, okay, so four weeks prior to Christmas Eve, um, we're going through Advent, right? So just think about that. It's a hundred and what? Four times uh, twenty, so that's okay. So eighty sermons I've preached on the birth of Christ, and they got to all be different. (laughs) They can't all be the same sermon. (laughs) I can't just preach that eighty times. So um, dig deep, Luke. Yeah, I know. uh, You got to dig, and you got to try to figure out a new way to approach it every time. And so, like this year, I didn't like make a big deal out of Advent. Where I was in a series, I continued the series up until last week. And then now we're starting with, you know, a few, just a few sermons mm-hmm. on the birth of Christ. But I don't know. I just, I think that we need to prepare for Christmas, but we don't always need to spend, you know, five weeks every single year. Like mm-hmm. with that's, you know, doing all Christmas songs and, you know, the whole thing is about so Christmas. Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I like doing that stuff. I know some, some churches really do enjoy that traditional element of well and i think admin.
0: that you know for us we're not traditional where we tend not to just do things just because it's the way you're supposed to so we didn't dive into it this year but next year because we didn't do it this year next year we may do a bigger lead up to christmas mm-hmm. you know you kind of allow for that you know ebb and flow mm-hmm. instead of just well we just we know t- what to expect every single time yeah Um, I I think you got to think more creatively about, you know, how to do things differently. So people don't just get sucked into mindless, you know, patterns, Mm -hmm. like let's do things that are meaningful. Um, And the Christmas season is a great time to do that. So. Well, anyway, that is the Christmas special, and uh, we're glad that you joined us. I think I feel uh, like
1: that's our second closing, <laughs> our second closing.
0: <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you know the holidays, and I'm looking forward to Christmas Eve. Yep. I look, look, looking forward to New Year, yeah, Merry 2022. Christmas. Yes, I pray is better than uh, the last couple of years for <laughs> sure. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. See you next time. <laughs> bye
1: bye.